Hi listeners, it's Katie, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. This is actually just a small excerpt from an episode I was on over at Not So Peter Priesthood. I uh, had a little segment on that podcast, and I wanted to share that with you here, but I think you're going to want to go over to Not So Peter Priesthood and listen to the full thing because it was a lot of fun and I learned a lot. So sit back and enjoy. Anyway, that is, we're going to switch over to Katie's portion of (laughs) what she brought to the. (laughs) I'm excited. Um, Yeah. So when when you told me about this, you were like, yeah, let's cover women in the priesthood. And I immediately thought of, like, obviously the historical stuff that you just talked about, but also recent um, things that happened where women have been trying to maybe get the priesthood or, like, shed light on this, like, Mormon feminists, if you can be a Mormon mm-hmm. feminist. I mean, I thought yeah. that was one for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let me pull up my notes here. So, um, before, so I'm going to talk mostly about ordained women with Kate Kelly, mm. but yeah. be- before Ordain Women, there was the Wear Pants to Church event. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember sitting it. in church and watching this woman walk in wearing a pantsuit, and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, <laughs> we don't do that. What do you think we you're don't doing? Because that's, that's who I was. It's so, like, Blasphemous for women to wear even a really nice pantsuit to church, How even though all the men we are in that suits. You have two legs. How dare <laughs> How we? How dare we? Oh scandalous. no, not two legs. It's weird that to think of like it's just like a, a piece of fabric, and it's just more stitching that creates yeah. such a like ruckus. It's, you know, <laughs> like, right? It's just a piece of clothing <laughs> that oh, your their legs are still covered. Whatever. Actually, um, more covered probably. Sexy, yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, wear pants to church was the idea of Stephanie Lauritsen uh, of Salt Lake City. She and some fellow Mormon women who belonged to a group called All Enlisted posted an events page on Facebook on December 9th, 2012, called Wear Pants to Church. So, we were all still in the church in 2012. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why we remember. I wasn't, but yeah. you weren't. I was, no. But you saw this yeah. happen, though, right? right? Yeah. No, this was before. This was oh, a woman before. who was strange. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> this is strange. <laughs> a woman who dared to defy the rules. <laughs> she was wearing pants before it was cool. Yeah, she was wearing pants before it was cool. I left the church in... Sorry. I left the church in 2005. Right. I think. Oh, so. Wow. Saw the light. I mean, I was slowly getting out, but I was still like, eh, I gotta pretend, you know? Yeah, I think I was around the same time yeah so the event was meant to draw attention to the role of women in the lds church using attire as a symbol of inequality between men and women and organizers hoped the dialogue would now like a-t-t-i-r-e like clothing (laughs) (laughs) not like a tire like a a spare tire that's so weird (laughs) i thought of like tire apparel apparel there we go <laughs> um yeah so they were hoping the dialogue would then expand to include issues like the ordination of women 
or women taking on more responsibilities at church events. Um, this article I found, this was on, I think this is in the New York Times. Um, it says, though the Mormon church has no official policy against women wearing pants to church, many say they feel peer pressure to wear a dress, particularly in the Western United States. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I would agree. I guess there's no like formal rule, but I mean, if you, you go to church in pants as a woman, you're making a statement. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like that woman, she walked in, it was 2000 and, must have been 2004, because I was still, like, in, and she walked in wearing pants, and I remember, like, looking at her, and, like, looking at my ex-husband, and he was like, I know, I know, I don't even, <laughs> who does she think she is? Who does she think she is? <laughs> oh. Yeah, so on that Sunday, thousands of Mormon women arrived at church in pants, and a number of the women posted their photos on Facebook. And others said that they could not participate even though they wanted to because they were fearful of ridicule or reprimand. And mm-hmm. along those lines, one person even threatened online to shoot women who showed <gasps> up in pants. What? Yeah. Right? People are right. People are bananas. Um, and the organizer, Miss Loritson, she also received threats on her own Facebook page that were investigated by Facebook and the local authorities. That's how mad people were about women wearing pants to church. It's just pants. Let them wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, Interesting now, though, because we just talked about the sister missionaries being able to wear pants now. So, yeah. like, it obviously isn't that big a deal. Yes. <laughs> like, they were able to change. change. Yeah, right? But if it's on Sunday, for some reason, this one day, everyone just loses their goddamn mind. So a couple of the comments from their page uh, said, a commenter wrote, what is wrong with all you women? If you're not happy with the LDS church, move on. Find another place of worship. You will not change Mormon doctrine. Does that sound familiar? It's doctrine to wear a dress. To... <laughs> it's the culture. It's the doctrine. Meh, meh, meh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that happened in policy, 2012. The... Yeah. Right. The... I know. It, and it's There's a difference like, between the gospel and the policy. And it's like, no, the po- policy is rooted within the doctrines. So, like, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. pants aren't part of the doctrines. Shut the fuck up. It just shows their resistance to any kind of change and, like, the pushback you get if you try yeah. to, quote unquote, like, change it from the inside. It's, like, nearly impossible. Well, and it's also change coming from women. So, and women having the audacity to right. speak up. Right. Could you imagine and, if a man was like, I feel like women should be allowed. It would be like, oh, yes, this is a revelation. Like, we want well, to let's have, have a discussion about this. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> but women wanted it. Then it's like, yeah. eh, no, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you just, why aren't you just happy with what we give you? Oh. <sighs> okay. So, so that was in 2012. Quick, yeah. Just real quick. So I have a, an acquaintance that um, she wants, she returned to the church and she wanted to, she got a personal training certificate, whatever certification. And she wanted to um, start up a like health stuff in the church for women. And I was like, that's great. I like that. (laughs) But then I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) And I was like, she wanted to do it. Like she wanted to become like church wide and like have it become like this program within the church. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. But, you realize that they're not going to listen to you because of your gender. Yeah, <laughs> how are you going to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, you have have a man more power to you, you. But yeah, because it's your idea and you're a woman, like they're not going to go for it. 
Yeah, good luck with that. Um, Okay, so that happened first, but then Ordain Women was found. And it was founded on March 17th, 2013. (laughs) Uh, It's a Mormon feminist organization that supports the ordination of women to the priesthood in the Mormon church. Gasp. (laughs) It was was founded by Kate Kelly, a human rights attorney from Washington, D.C. Kate Kelly served an 18-month mission in Barcelona, Spain. She graduated from Brigham Young University with a Bachelor of Arts degree in political science. And in 2010, Kate Kelly founded Mormon May Day as a day for liberal or radical Mormons to hold a collective fast and make their voices heard within Mormonism on progressive themes. So she's kind of always been like really in the church, but also progressive. And like trying to push for progressive themes, which is good. Yeah, yeah. The name Kate Kelly is like a swear word to my parents. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Like, I I think my dad was, yeah, my dad was a bishop when that was all going on. Oh. So oh, it was, yeah. like, a big thing. Like, I would go home and visit, and, like, it was, like, the topic of conversation. Because he would even say to me, he was like, do you think women need the priesthood? And me, having not been active since, you know, like, yeah, after my divorce, I just stopped going to church. So it had been years. And I was like, no. <laughs> I just know You're like, no one needs it. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like, he's like, do you think women should have the priesthood? And I was like, women don't need the priesthood. Nobody needs the priesthood. And I was like, I honestly, I was like, anybody should be allowed to pray and to, I was like, a mom should have the right to heal her child. And he was like, yes, I think we're on the same side. And I was like, we are not on the same no. side, but it's <laughs> not <okay."> quite, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she caused such a stir at this time. Like, I remember her name being everywhere, and everyone was like, oh, like, she's, you know, rocking the boat too much. And mm-hmm. she was a believing active Mormon. So, uh. yeah. And there's like drama now between her and John DeLynn, I've heard. So, I don't know what oh, that's yeah. All about. I don't know much about that. I didn't really go into what she's doing now, but yeah. yeah interesting. It's, yeah, there's there's a lot of drama inside the church and outside the church. Oh, I yeah. know, I know. It's like we're raised to be like very dramatic people. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> weird. Maybe just a little so bit. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in April 2013 at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Ordain Women held its first public meeting concurrent with the priesthood session of the Mormon Church's General Conference. Um, <gasps> I know. So they had their own little meeting while the priesthood meeting was going on to, like, start things rolling. <laughs> uh, from So this is from the Ordained Women's website. It says, Ordained Women aspires to create a space for Mormons to articulate issues of gender inequality they may be hesitant to raise alone. As a group, we intend to put ourselves in the public eye and call attention to the need for the ordination of Mormon women to the priesthood. Then a couple more things from their website. Uh there was a question that says, why is ordination necessary for women in the LDS church? Except that the highest levels of administration, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is a lay church. It is organized such that all members have the opportunity to speak, teach, and pray. Uh, only boys and men, however, are ordained to the lay priesthood and have ritual and administrative authority in the church. Despite their gifts, talents, and aspirations, women are excluded. 
from almost all positions of clerical, fiscal, ritual, and decision-making authority. While women perform significant service in the church's auxiliaries, such as the primary, relief society, Sunday school, and young women's organizations, their contributions are always mediated under the direction of male priesthood leaders, like we were just saying. So yeah, they're like, oh, you have your own organization, but you you don't because the men control it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So blah, blah, blah. They just kind of go over that. And then Uh, It says, the lack of female authority does not stop at the church doors. The church's proclamation on the family declares that men preside over their wives and families, thus preserving an antiquated and unequal model in both the domestic and ecclesiastical realms. How long do you guys think that that document's going to hold up? (laughs) People still have that framed. Yeah. 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 I hate it. I hate it so much. I do too. Yeah. The more I had to memorize that on my mission too, by the way. <laughs> you had to memorize it. Ew. Yeah. They had a whole memorizing uh, program. Like you had to memorize a bunch of scriptures, and you would get their levels or whatever. And you would um, every zone conference, I think, was you would get like um, if you had reached a certain level of it, you would. Um, and it had been signed off by your zone leader, or whatever. I don't. I can't remember exactly the details, but it had been signed off by and you'd get like a recognition and about the end it was like a some like you get like a pin all that for a pin or something i can't remember what. <laughs> oh i cannot get over the mormon church's obsession with gold starring people like oh good yes, job yes. here's a little, here's your little thing <laughs> hate it yeah. hate it and to this day i could probably i could at least do some of that some of the paragraphs to that oh not gonna do it no. now, but I'm like, don't do it. I hate it. <laughs> I'm already mad enough. <laughs> I get moments of like, oh, I can, I'll remember, you know, like scriptures and stuff because of it. It's like brainwashed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's just like seminary, but like worse because yeah, yeah. it was like I was taking, I was there was even more scriptures. Hey, sorry. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't yelling at me, everybody. That was my. <laughs> It was the the dog. He's she's she was chewing on my pants. <laughs> I was not chewing on his pants. No. <laughs> 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 um, Keep your teeth to yourself, Katie. <laughs> um, what is going on with? You remember the Mormon hippie, the hippie Mormon, whatever her name was, that was talking about how like garments needed to be better quality oh, and yeah. safer oh, for yeah. women to wear. I yeah. have not seen her on Instagram in like a long time, but I heard that she has released the institution of the church. Oh. Huh. I was so, yeah, say, I don't know. Did they kill her? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I'll have to look into Yeah, that. we should. I just because I was thinking of like she, I, she always comes into my brain whenever I think about Kate Kelly for some reason. So yeah, kind of like trying to change things from well, within. Falls, yeah, from the flying. inside and mm-hmm. like she was in wasn't she on the in the New York Times talking about how garments needed to be yeah. better for women because we were suffering from so many infections, so many infections, yeah, so many infections. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and that acquaintance that I was talking about earlier with the health stuff she was when she went back to the church she told me that's what she wanted to do was change the change it from within and I was like 
first of all, the fact that you feel like you have to change an institution from within means that there's yeah. something inherently wrong with it and you should not be part of it. So why yeah. are you going? What? Like, okay, yeah. cool. But like, do we really <laughs> see the church spending their billions of dollars on a higher quality, ethically sourced garment for women? Do they care no. that much about women's health that they're actually no. going to do? No, they don't give a shit. Nope. No. Yeah. Yeah, nothing has changed since that article went viral that, you know, she was no. on there talking about it. Like, I think the garments are the same. As they yeah, were. I haven't heard that they have changed at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, One more thing from Ordained Women's website says, uh, many Mormons respond to questions about the inequality of an all-male priesthood by insisting that men and women have distinct but equal roles. Women have motherhood, they argue, and oh. men have the priesthood. What they fail to acknowledge is that fatherhood is the appropriate parallel to motherhood. Ah, <laughs> right? I love that. Priest <laughs> power is separate and distinct from parenthood and gender. The rhetoric that uses motherhood to cir circumscribe women's lives has been used throughout history to deny women access to the voting booth, political office, education, employment, and spiritual empowerment. And I was like, yes, uh, like, why don't. Yeah, you know, we were. The, I was the one saying like, "Oh, but yeah, women can be mothers and and uh, men can't." Like, but men can be fathers and women can't. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like it's. Uh, uh, I know. I can't. I can't. You guys. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So, ordained women requested tickets to the priesthood session of the October 2013 general conference. I remember that. Yeah. The request was denied. Oh, uh, shocking. Yeah. Then in October of that same year, ordained women organized an event in which approximately 150 Mormon women attempted to attend the priesthood session that was held in the conference center. So they lined up, tried to get in, and all the women were told at the door that the session was for men only and they wouldn't be admitted. Of course it was. Of course. I don't understand, though, because... It's broadcast. I know. You can, you can very easily flip it on and watch it. And it's in the conference version of the Enzyme or whatever they call it now. Right. You can yeah. like read it and watch it later. So but it's not like it's a big secret. It's just hmm. another form of control of no, you are not allowed until we tell you you're allowed. It's mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Hate it so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... Oh, go ahead. Um, I totally forgot my thought now. Let's see. Wait, maybe did I? Did I forget it? So the um, nope, I forgot it. It's gone. It's gone. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <All right. laughs> think of it. <laughs> so because of this, on May fifth, twenty fourteen, Kate Kelly was placed on informal probation by her local church leaders for quote openly, repeatedly, and deliberately acting in public opposition to the church and its leaders after having been counseled not to do so. Like a I'm little sorry, kid. Sweetheart, you're, you're making a little bit too much noise, so you're going to have to sit down and think about what you've done. Yeah, like putting her in time out. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Women are seen not heard, remember? So um, she's yeah. being heard too much. So yeah. Making oh too much ruckus. She then received an email on June 8th threatening her with excommunication for apostasy. Her disciplinary council was scheduled for June 22nd, and on June 23rd, she was informed by her bishop that she had been excommunicated. So she didn't actually attend her disciplinary hearing, but yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't either. That's 
freaking scary. But so instead of doing that, she submitted a written defense through her representative, which I thought was cool. Uh, Her name was Nadine Hansen, and she was a fellow Mormon feminist attorney. So she showed up, had this written statement, and then she also sent in hundreds of letters on her behalf from supporters to this council. They still like, they didn't didn't even look at them. But they sat there and even were like, oh, Susan from, no, they did not give a fuck. She was making noise. She was a problem. They needed to squash the problem. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. It's like, overall, I'm glad that 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 happened because now she's out of the church. But at Mm -hmm. the time, she was a believer, like wholeheartedly. And when you get excommunicated, all your covenants are just like, poof, your family, Mm -hmm. all of it just taken away if you believe it. Even when I chose to have my name removed from the records, when I got the letter, there was still this like feeling of like, that was 36 years of my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gone. You know, yeah. even though yeah. I made the choice, I couldn't imagine them just saying, nope, and yeah, taking, taking that from it you. when you like, still wanted it. Yeah, and- I couldn't I couldn't imagine the heartbreak that people who are excommunicated and that's that's why they do it. They absolutely yeah. do it to hurt you. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. they call it the council of love. No, it is no. not coming from a place of love. It is coming from a place of we are going to punish you because you are causing a problem that we can't have. Yep. Mm-hmm. For the most part. I mean, there are people who get excommunicated for like really horrific reasons, like abuse, abusing their children or who have murdered people or whatever. But like I'm saying in the general populace of people who are it's because they're causing a problem. They're asking yeah. so many questions. Agreed. Yeah. More often than not, it's something like that versus a really heinous act. Cause yeah. Yeah. A lot of times they don't confess those to their bishop or if they do, hmm, they're covered up for seven years. Huh. Or, you know, Ted Bundy getting letters from his ward supporting him. You oh. know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yucky. Well, and on that dark note, too, I was like, I was thinking of Under the Banner of Heaven when the they were sending letters to the church, leaders of the church telling them about the Lafferty brothers. Is Lafferty, right? I got that yeah. right. Um, telling them about what's going on and they were just like not listened to because they were women. They put it on yes. the state president and said, you need to deal with these little children who are and having like, lip Shut it up. Shut like down. cover yeah. it up because yeah. we don't yep. want this mess and this noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're causing problems with their priesthood holders. Yep. So you need to. Yeah. And also the, the third convention that we talked about, uh, Dusty, yeah. like uh, people that are not white <laughs> are asking for change or asking for something, you know, that's not, that goes against what they want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were excommunicated. A whole yeah. congregation excommunicated. <sighs> yeah. How dare you ask for something? You were done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hate God. It. I hate it so bad. So, um, so Kate Kelly's bishop, his name was Mark Harrison, stated that ordained women, quote, intended to proselyte others and persuade them to support your particular interpretation of church doctrine. So the basis for Kate Kelly's excommunication was on the grounds of conduct unbecoming of a member of the church and progressive effort to persuade other church members to her point of view. The irony of like <laughs> that, because that's what Mormons teach is like proselyte, bring people into our beliefs. And then when she's trying to like uplift yeah. and advocate for equality, they're like, you're talking about that too much. Yeah. yeah. 
Also, oh. the the phrase "conduct unbecoming" like makes me honestly think of like stuff from the military, mm-hmm. which feel like of uh, dishonorable and uh, dishonorable discharge and that kind of thing. Like, oh yeah, that's exactly yeah. what they're that's exactly like, what they did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I hadn't made that connection. Yeah, that's a really so, good point. Mm-hmm. So uh, she appealed her excommunication first to her state president and then to the first presidency, and they all rejected her appeal. So so much for compassion and wanting to like work with people. Yeah. Like, what What's the atonement? Isn't that? Oh. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. So what's can't... that? See, <laughs> I've always so. Uh, Katie, your episode about the um, why can't I think of it? The your latest uh, the object, virtue, oh, object, object lessons, lessons. Mm-hmm. yeah, and about how like you made a it was either you or Sarah made a point of like how it just eradicates the atonement. They don't yeah. ever like, and I'm like, it's not central to your doctrine, and yeah. yet it's not because like you keep saying like, oh, you're you're blemished, you're unworthy you don't have you're sinful because you did this thing and yet if you use the atonement there's still that nail scar in the wood right yeah Yeah. like why isn't if the atonement is so powerful to overcome all those things why couldn't they turn to that in their little disciplinary action or whatever in their um what a council Council of love love. and say Mm -hmm. well the atonement can make you bet like can wipe this all away just let's do that you know like if that's really what they believe instead they take it to this other way and be like no you're done we're just no even that even the atonement can't help you is what they're saying basically yeah and like that's not whose place is that for everybody like isn't that the whole point is that he died for every sinner on that has ever existed always bugged me about the mm-hmm. yeah it's always like been the little like thing in my mm-hmm. brain about that it's like yeah. why okay so you can we can anything we do can be wiped away but like and i think that's where the christians like the evangelicals kind of get it right yeah. is that like we're saved no matter what you know right. like yeah there's, you just have to believe and yeah, yeah. yeah. like my, i have that, a really good friend who's your, like very christian and she'll she, she said something to me i can't remember what it was something about like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter your works don't matter it's your heart and i was mm-hmm. like she was like you have a good heart so christ loves you and i was like oh thank you <laughs> See, i don't know that i necessarily so believe in him but yeah, that's back. nice <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that little segment i certainly had a lot of fun recording with dusty and jake so again go on over to not so peter priesthood you can find them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and make sure that you subscribe to them as well. I hope you guys have a great week and be on the lookout for our regularly scheduled episode dropping tomorrow. Talk to you later.